Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into my top 10 September-born actors in today's episode. What's this? What's this? The simply sensational standing ovation on Royal Dalton Music Hall. What is this? September isn't one of the biggest uh, months in terms of, you know, lots of names at the top of my rankings uh, on my actors page, but definitely a lot of people you're going to recognize in this list, and a lot of people sticking around from the list from 2017. So back in 2017, I did this, uh, the top 10 from 10 to 1 were Patty Considine, Bonnie Hunt, Keanu Reeves, Toby Jones, Gwyneth Paltrow, Michelle Williams, Ian Holm, Michelle Williams, Madeline Kahn, Ian Holm, Bill Murray, and Tom Hardy. Uh, no, all of those names are pretty recognizable. Madeline Kahn's probably the least recognizable uh, out of those, simply for the fact that uh, she's she's dead. And not all of those people survived. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six of them are still here in 2019 in the top 10. And of course, 2017, there was a very different scoring system uh, in place. So sometimes that is what causes some people to drop out of the list, but definitely have seen a bunch of movies for most of these guys in the time that's passed. Uh, so Keanu Reeves does not make the list this time around. I've seen 10 films of his uh, in the two years since I did this list last time, and he dropped a few spots. Uh, another example would be Gwyneth Paltrow. I've seen seven films of hers, and she has dropped out of the list as well. So that's where we're at. That's what we're looking at. And uh, this top 10 list, maybe a couple of names that aren't super recognizable, but a lot that will be. At least six, I would hope, that will be. Uh, so, with that, let's get into my top ten actors born in September. We start with number ten. He is an actor born in the United Kingdom. He is an English actor. Born September 5th. Hold on. English? Yes, English actor, born September 5th, 1973. With nine, I've seen 19 films uh, with him in, in them. With an average film rating of 63.32, no Oscar nominations, a value of 8.5, and a score of 65.79 to be ranked 169th overall is Mr. Patty Considine. He was ranked 10th two years ago. He is still ranked 10th now. Uh, at the time, I'd seen him in 11 films. That number is now 19. And uh, a lot of them, uh, I think, have not been great. A lot of the newer movies of his that I've seen are not so good. Uh, things like Blitz, Now is Good, Miss You Already, Funny Cow. Uh, you know, most of those are, are average at best. So... Uh, you know, I'm trying to, not really sure what changed, to, what what kept what kept him afloat. Death of Stalin, he he features in is probably the best film that I've seen with him in it in the two years in the last two years. Uh, so that one's kind of a head scratcher, but I think it has more to do with everything everyone else dropping. If I'm being honest, and he has stayed. He has stayed up towards the top of the list, uh, with on the back on the backs of films like In America, uh, Submarine, My Summer of Love, Hot Fuzz, The Bourne Ultimatum, The World's End, uh, Pride, Macbeth. A lot of strong films. Uh, you know, not all you know masterpieces necessarily, but a lot of strong films to to pull from if you're looking in Patty Considine's uh, filmography. Honestly, the thing I most recognize him from is In America. I remember seeing that when I was much younger. 
It came out in 2002. I think I saw it around the same time, it, like whatever it was released on DVD. And I didn't fully know what it was. I didn't couldn't fully comprehend it. It was a little bit above me in a, from a mature thematic standpoint. But I rewatched it later, and I knew I knew I liked it, but but it was. I don't know, it, it had this fantastical element to it that kind of puzzled me the first time I saw it, for whatever reason. And then watching it a second time actually gave me a, you know, a better idea of what was going on, and I understood it more, and really, really enjoyed the film. Uh, it was Oscar-nominated, I think, not only the film, but also Samantha Morton and uh, Jimin Hounsu in their roles in the movie. Uh, as far as Patty Considine himself, I'm not, I don't have particularly strong feelings on him one way or the other. I think he's been fairly solid in all the things I've seen him in, and he doesn't draw me to a movie, but he would never repel me from one either. And, you know, he's, uh, like, like one of his films, uh, Journeyman, that's kind of the kind of that's pretty much the kind of actor he is. He's able to fit into a lot of different types of roles. He can play the villain, he can play the hero, he can play soft, he can play outspoken and uh, that's that's good. That's a good thing. It's a solid impressive thing. And I think uh, yeah. I like Patty Considine. Some of the films of his I haven't seen uh, according to Letterboxd popularity, The Girl with All the Gifts. Uh, it was on my list to watch before doing this episode, but I did not get to it. Uh, Dead Man's Shoes from 2004. He was in a part of the Red Riding trilogy, the 1980 part. Um, Last Resort from 2000, A Room for Romeo Brass from 1999. A lot of stuff down here that I'm not super familiar with and, and haven't even heard of uh, before. So I feel like I've seen most of the big stuff. Girl with the, all the gifts is the one I'm. It's the biggest movie, only really movie I was aware of, that I hadn't seen yet. Uh, Dead Man's Shoes is supposed to be pretty good, and he leads that film. So, add that one to the list uh, in time. Next time I have to do this this episode and see if uh, see if old Patty Constantine is able to stick around another time, another year, another year yes year is the right word to use there uh yeah so number 10 number 169 overall is patty considine number nine is a new name to the list this year born in ohio september 19th 1888 passing on october 6th 1953 at the age of 65 uh, with 12 film credits to his name, an average film rating of 68.58, no Oscar nominations, a value of 7.5, a score of 66.29 to be ranked 152nd overall, is Porter Hall. Uh, Clifford Porter Hall, known as Porter Hall in most of his acting credits, uh, was... Uh, you know, a character actor back in the 30s and 40s. He kind of, uh, you know, he, he, a lot of villains in his, in his repertoire and in his filmography, but he also did some comedy as well. Uh, he was not on the list la uh, back in 2017, so this is his debut on the September Born Top 10. Some of the films that he's featured in, uh, the big ones, uh, Double Indemnity, his Girl Friday, Ace in the Hole, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Sullivan's Travels, The Thin Man, Miracle on 34th Street, Make Way for Tomorrow, Going My Way, uh, among others. And, you know, I think he's got a lot of good stuff. You know, I, I don't... One of the, you know, I, I often, when I talk about some of these older actors, especially the ones who aren't big names, ones who have sort of the minor roles, I tend to not really recognize their faces and couldn't tell you what they did in most of their movies. But 
as true as that may be for Porter Hall, I do recognize his face. I can see him in some of these movies. And I like Porter Hall. He's someone I could pick out uh, of a film when I see it. And I think that's, you know, it's tough, I think, you know, for a lot of younger movie watchers who don't who don't only entrench themselves in sort of classic cinema you know we get i think we get so used to the way movies are made nowadays and how big stars are and how easy it is to become maybe not easy but you know how so many names are household it seems nowadays and i'm sure porter hall was probably a a prominent name you know 60 years ago but 60 years have passed and you know he didn't win any oscars for any of his performances he didn't i don't believe uh he didn't um you know he wasn't headlining these movies his name is not on these posters and so you end up with a lot of these guys who were these character performers uh that kind of just go under the radar and i think unfortunately that happened to porter hall as he was one of those guys uh some of the films of his i haven't seen uh, that are on letterbox that are on his list make way for tomorrow from 1937 the miracle of morgan's creek 1943 intruder in the dust satan met a lady unconquered dark command true confession the plainsman beautiful blonde from bashful bend and the great moment the great moment. Uh, a couple of these I'm familiar with, I've, I've heard of, I've rec- I'm rec- I recognize. And the ones I don't, they have great posters. I, I love the posters from the <laughs> back in the day. I thought they were, I think they're so colorful, vibrant, and uh, interesting. Just the way that they're, there's a lot going on in them. Uh, lots of names and, and credits given to everybody, but... I don't know. I, I like what they did. I think they're really interesting and really fun. Um, but that that aside, you know, that's that's Porter Hall. Um, Porter, Porter Hall, number nine, born in September, number one hundred and fifty-two overall. Next up is number eight do this number eight somebody who was on this list two years ago uh, has fallen quite a few spots Uh, born in illinois september 21st 1950 with 49 film credits to his name an average film rating of 59.37 one oscar nomination a value of 11 and a score of 68.04 to be ranked 110th overall is bill murray Bill Murray, I've seen half of his film credits, according to Letterboxd, uh, is an icon, right? Like, Saturday Night Live, from Saturday Night Live and uh, uh, Caddyshack to Groundhog Day to Zombieland to Ghostbusters to his partnership and, and working with Wes Anderson on things like Isle of Dogs and Moonrise Kingdom and the Royal Tenenbaums and the Grand Budapest Hotel to... Uh, Lost in Translation, and uh, you know, even even things like Space Jam and Ed Wood, Little Shop of Horrors, uh, Tootsie, Broken Flowers, Scrooged, Garfield, wh- whatever it is, uh, Bill Murray has has been there. He has done that, and it, you know, it, it's it's a pretty astounding filmography it is a pretty astounding career he's done the comedy thing and continues to do the comedy thing and he's still great at it he's done the dramatic he got an oscar nomination for lost in translation uh you know and he's he's still there he's still out there he's still working he's still making films uh you know zombie land double tap uh comes out this year and I'm I'm excited for it. I don't I like the first one. I don't know how good this one gonna, is going to be now that it's got 
you know, in the time since the first movie came out, you know, like ha- almost all of its cast has won an Oscar, which is kind of insane. Because uh, what, Zombieland came out back in 09. It is 10 years later. Harrelson is nominated, has been nominated for an Oscar. Uh, Eisenberg's been nominated for an Oscar. Breslin's been nominated for an Oscar. Emma Stone's won an Oscar. It's it's pretty crazy. Uh what's how so much how so much has changed in the last 10 years for that cast and i'm excited to see what the sequel has going for it uh having seen so many of his films uh, there aren't a ton that i haven't seen but there are a few notable ones uh outside of Zombieland coming out soon is garfield a tale of two cities meatballs i still haven't seen um Get Low from 2009, Rock the Casbah from 2015, The Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III from 2012, Where the Buffalo Roam, Mad Dog and Glory, The Rudels, uh, and a couple of others. He's got a bunch of movies in the works, though, outside of Zombieland. He also has a movie from 2020, The French Dispatch. He's got a credited role in Ghostbusters 3, 2020. Um, so, you know, bringing back some of his franchises, uh, as it seems a lot of people are doing nowadays. Um, but, you know, how, um, I don't know, like, what, I, I can't imagine not having some significant connection to a Bill Murray movie, you know? He's been in so many things, uh, you know, Dumb and Dumber 2, uh, Coffee and Cigarettes, Wild Things, Stripes, What About Bob, Kingpin, Osmosis Jones. Uh, you know, the list is The Man Who Knew Too Little, Quick Change, Hamlet, Hyde Park on Hudson. You know, the, the list is so long. And the 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 impact so so wide that you know how do you not love Bill Murray? He's Bill Murray, number eight, born in September, number one hundred and ten overall. Now he, uh, I guess, before we shift over, he was eighth. Now he was second two years ago. Uh, so I, I'm at forty nine films for him now. I've seen twelve films in the last two years featuring Bill Murray. And they have dropped him from 17th overall to 110th overall. So he is on that decline. And some of the movies that I haven't seen, Rock the Casbah, Garfield, aren't going to help. But, you know, Ghostbusters, Zombieland, The French Dispatch, uh, you know, a couple of these other ones certainly could counteract that. So ho- hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, that, that there's more Bill Murray in the future. Number eight. September number 110 overall. Number seven. Number seven uh, is a Massachusetts-born actor. Born September 29th, 1942. Passing away December 3rd, 1999 at the age of 57. She has nine film credits to her name that I've seen. An average film rating of 73.78 two Oscar nominations in those nine films, and a value of eight for a score of 68.36 to be ranked 105th overall. Just outside the top 100 is Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn. Uh, She was on the list before. She was fourth two years ago. She is now seventh. And I've only seen her in two films in those two years. And I'm not sure what those movies are i think one of them is a history of the world part one and the other is probably high and high anxiety that sounds about right and uh, neither of those did much for her they're both okay at best Uh, a far cry from some of her better films including clue blazing saddles young frankenstein paper moon a bug's life uh, the muppet movie an american tale a lot of great films that she is featured in. And unfortunately, you know, she, you know, ha- despite living a long 57-year-old life, uh, only has 35 credits, according to Letterboxd. So I'm a quarter of the way through them. Uh, 
But looking at the rest of these, there are some pretty big names here. Uh, so going down the list, What's Up Doc from 1972, which is a Peter Bogdanovich film. Uh, also starring Barbara Streisand. You've got Nixon from 1995. Mixed Nuts from 1994 with Steve Martin. City Heat. Uh, Sher- the Adventure of Sherlock Holmes's Smarter Brother from 1975. At Long Last Love. Yellow Beard. The Cheap Detective. Betsy's Wedding. Simon. Uh, the 1986 My Little Pony movie. Uh, you know, she's got a, a, a wide variety of movies left that I haven't seen, and I'm curious, uh, curious what what's what's to come, because uh, some of these are movies I've had on my list for a while. Uh, Mixed Nuts, What's Up Doc, for sure, have been on the list. Uh, Nixon, City Heat, uh, I've definitely been aware of and and interested in. Uh, and finally getting around to seeing Madeline Kahn is pretty great I I think she's a really strong actor she's got multiple Academy Award nominations I have seen her in she was nominated for Blazing Saddles as well as Paper Moon uh, both I believe supporting performances and uh, unfortunately did not win but she's pretty great, and it's a shame she couldn't act a little longer, couldn't live a little longer, uh, because she was very bright. She she lit up the movie, the movies that she she featured in, and was a big part of of making them fun and making them enjoyable. So I'm I'm a big fan. I do want to. to you know, keep watching her films, and I want her to stay on this list. I want to be able to keep talking about her as we move forward. And uh, it's a shame. I wish, <laughs> wish I'd seen more than the two films of hers, two films that I'd seen in the last two years, because they did not help her. But there's plenty of time, plenty of time to remedy that mistake. So Madeline Kahn, number seven, born in September, and number 105 overall. Next up is number six, someone who was not on the list two years ago, uh, born in Missouri, uh, September 6th, 1893, passing February 5th, 1965 at the age of 71, 17 film credits that I've seen, an average film rating of 67.71, no Oscar nominations, a value of 8.5, a score of 69.08 to be ranked 82nd overall. So we're well into the top 100 at this point with Irving Bacon. Irving Bacon. Um, this is going to be one of those names that you're not going to be familiar with and won't have any significant roles in any movies. He played bit roles, character parts in um, hundreds and hundreds of movies. He's got 297 credits on Letterboxd. His uh, detail, his his biography details on letterbox say he was in over in almost 500 films uh so i'm barely scratched the surface some of the great films he's been in include gone with the wind it happened one night his girl friday shadow of a doubt the grapes of wrath spellbound a star is born the judy garland version holiday inn Uh, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, You Can't Take It With You, Meet John Doe, San Francisco, The Glenn Miller Story, Bad Girl, Broadway Melody of 1940. You know, he's he's been in a lot of stuff. And, you know, you could just watch his filmography for months and months and, and never hit the bottom. Some of the big stuff of his I haven't seen, some of the bigger movies he's featured in, include Monsieur Verdoux, with Charles Chaplin from 1947, I Am a Fugitive from a Chain Gang from 1932, Moonrise from 1948, The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer, Topper, Lady for a Day, Since You Went Away, They Died with Their Boots On with Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland, Bachelor Mother, At the Circus from the Marx Brothers, The Thin Man Goes Home, State of the Union, Born to be Bad, 
made for each other the return of frank james tobacco road never give a sucker an even break a lot of movies that i'm familiar with that i'm aware of that i'm excited to see and they ha- that has absolutely nothing to do with irving bacon because uh, you know you wouldn't even know he's in a movie without looking at the credits nine times out of ten which is a shame you know all these people who's uh you know filmographies are enormous and yet they're just extras in a lot of the a lot of situations um irving bacon irving 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 bacon is on the list and in the the sixth spot uh for september 82nd overall making his debut in this top 10 into the top five the top half of the top 10 uh from the uk born september 15th 1977 25 film credits that i've seen an average film rating of 64 one oscar nomination no wins a value of 10 and a half a score of 69.76 to be ranked 73rd overall Uh, someone who was on the list two years ago and in fact topped the list two years ago so our number one previously has dropped to fifth place and that is mr tom hardy tom hardy star of such fantastic films as mad max fury road inception dunkirk lock the revenant tinker taylor soldier spy bronson warrior black hawk down the dark knight rises the drop lawless and also films like uh layer cake and legend and rock and roller this means war child 44 and so forth uh you know he's um he's been pretty big uh lately in the last you know five or six years ever since i guess ever since inception came out he's been a pretty big name uh you know finally drawing his first oscar nomination for the revenant back in 2015 uh headline uh top lining leading starring in venom last year and venom 2 is on the way he's also got a there's also a supposed mad max sequel that he may or may not be a part of we're not sure there's 2020's fonzo uh following alphonse capone with 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 tom hardy playing al capone um and i'm sure a bunch of other stuff that he's got in his future splinter cell from 2020 probably his he's gonna you know I, i i'm interested in anything tom hardy does i don't care what it is i will watch it i think he's a fantastic performer he's someone that i love that i think has given some of the best performances of the past decade including Locke. um you know it, it just what he's able to do even when christopher nolan you know covers his entire face in prosthetic masks and you know forces him to speak with a weird voice or you know puts him in a character that speaks with a weird voice whatever it is whether it's you know Locke, warrior mad max revenant uh, all of those are, are pretty fantastic performances and he is you know i feel like he's got to have an oscar in his future somewhere i don't know when or what it'll be really doubt it'll be for venom 2 uh but i i'm always looking forward to his movies i'm always looking forward to him and i think he's he's got so much so much potential that we still haven't even reached for tom hardy so i'm a huge fan uh, it's a shame to see him drop a little bit. Uh, Venom was not that good. Uh, I think, let's see, two years ago, I'd seen him in 19 films. That number's up to 25. So six movies later, uh, he dropped a little bit. Still fairly strong, still high, highly ranked overall, but uh, not quite as high as he used to be. Uh, at the time, he was 14th in the overall rankings and first in September. He is now 73rd overall and 5th in September. That is Tom hardy tom hardy 
Moving on to number four, somebody else who was also on the list, having moved up five spots from number ninth to number four, born in Illinois, uh, September 22nd, 1961, with 20 film credits that I've seen, an average rating of 65.35, no Oscar nominations, a value of 12, a score of 71.41, and ranked 58th overall is Miss Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt, probably her most recognizable real performance might be in Jumanji as the older version of Sarah. Yes, I got it right, Sarah. Uh, As older Sarah, but she's also been in The Green Mile, Rain Man, Jerry Maguire, Cheever by the Dozen, she plays the mom. Uh, she's in, she's in Dave, but the reason she's so high on this list and the reason she was so high on this list two years ago, uh, when I don't seen her in 19 films, so only one new film, uh, for her in the last two years. Uh, but that's because she does a lot of voice work, a lot of voice work. She's in Zootopia, Toy Story 3 and 4, 4 being the only new film of hers in the last two years for me, Monsters, Inc., Monsters University, A Bug's Life, Cars, Cars 2, Cars 3, uh, and a couple of the short films attached to those movies. You know, that that's oftentimes enough. Like, a lot of the times, that that's enough for an actor. You know, just being, you know, a couple of good movies here and there, and then, like, five Pixar films, uh, maybe a Disney film here or there, and you're you're pretty good. You're pretty highly rated if that's all you're in. And that's pretty much been Bonnie Hunt's path to success in my spreadsheet. You know, she survives being in Beethoven, being in Cheaper by the Dozen 1 and 2, being in all three Cars movies, including Mater and the Ghost Light, uh, because she's in Toy Story 3, 4, Zootopia, The Green Mile, Jumanji, Bugs Life, Monsters, Inc., Rain Man, Jerry Maguire, films that are good to great to incredible. Some of the films of hers I haven't seen include Now and Then from 1995, Beethoven's Second, uh, Only You from 94, Return to Me 2000, uh, Random Hearts, I Want Someone to Eat Cheese With, Kissing a Fool, uh, Hurricane Season, a couple other Cars, shorts, uh, not a lot. She only has 35 credits on Letterboxd. And I've seen 57%. I've seen 20 of them, 20 of the 35. So small, small uh, pool to play with. And in all likelihood, the more of these I watch, I bet she drops and uh, might not be here next time we do this list. So for now, congratulations, Bonnie Hunt, moving up from ninth to fourth. She was 197th overall two years ago and is now 58th overall. That is a big jump and very impressive. Fourth, born in September, 58th, 58th overall, Bonnie Hunt. Number three, big number three, Born in Japan, September 17th, 1907, uh, passing on September 8th, 1994, at the age of 86, with seven film credits that I've seen, an average film rating of 80.43, no Oscar nominations, no wins, value of nine, a score of 71.56 to be ranked 57th overall, just barely edging out Bonnie Hunt here, is Ejiro Tono. Hope I uh, hope I'm pronouncing that right. Ejiro, 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 Tono, uh, who has been in. You may have guessed already if you've been listening to some of these uh, previous top ten month-born actor lists. Uh, he's been in a lot of Kurosawa films: Seven Samurai, Yojimbo, High and Low, Stray Dog. You know he that that that's. If if you can't if you're not an English speaking actor if you can't be in a couple of Pixar films and some other good stuff, 
your best next best bet to get into the top of the spreadsheet is just have been in some Kurosawa movies. And that is what Ijiro Tono has done. Uh, now, he has 138 film credits on Letterboxd. So there is a ton of stuff he's in that I have not seen. And I'm a couple of them I'm very familiar with and excited to see. And a lot of the others I've never heard of before. But Redbeard, definitely a film I'm excited to see. The Ballad of Narayama is one I'm aware of and excited to check out. Um, the, the Samurai trilogy uh he is in the second and third segments of that of those that trilogy duel at ichijoji temple and duel at ganryu island uh but then you get a little lower than that and i just don't you know it's a lot of a lot of japanese films that don't look like they ever made it to our country to this country and there's nothing wrong with that but I don't have any any idea about any of them from any standpoint. So, uh, but some of the other popular ones that I'm not really unaware of: "Good Morning" from 1959 and "Autumn Afternoon" from 1962, which is an Ozu film. Yes, Ozu. Uh, "Good Morning" is also Ozu. You also have "Pale Flower" from Masahiro Shinoda and pigs and battleships from 1961 and shohei imamura and finally i live in fear from kurosawa which is one of his films i'm not super familiar with uh but that aside uh ijiro tono in the films he is in uh some of the ones i didn't mention tokyo story the human condition part one torah 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 uh, you know, he is uh, just just a, a, a big character actor in Japan. You know, if you look at Seven Samurai, Ijiro Tono is not one of the, you know, highest list, you know, top build actors on the list. Uh, you know, he's 3, 6, 9, 12, 15th. Down, down the list of names and is only credited as kidnapper. So, again, he's not someone who was necessarily at the, in the spotlight of all of these movies, but was probably one step above a person like Irving Bacon. You know, maybe more of a Porter Hall type of an actor. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just means I don't have a lot to say about him. That's all. Ichiro Tono gonna at least definitely have to get him up to 10 films before we do this next time and see if he's still worthy of being in the top 10 so his debut number three Ijiro Tono 57th overall number two is also a name that is brand new to this list born in Ireland September 17th 1903 uh, with 19 film credits to his name that I've seen, an average film rating of 66.37, no Oscar nominations, a value of 12, and a score of 72.05 is to be ranked 57th overall. One spot, nope, ranked 51st overall, six spots ahead of Ijiro Tono, is Frank O'Connor. Yeah, another another Irving Bacon, another, you know, minor, minor, minor actor who just happens to be in a lot of good movies. And the movies I watch, the old movies I watch just happen to mostly be good ones. Uh, those are the ones that last. Frank O'Connor has been in Citizen Kane, Sunset Boulevard, Mildred Pierce, The Quiet Man, A Place in the Sun, The Picture of Dorian Gray... Uh, a Day at the Races, among other films. And, you know, he, he did a lot of movies acting. He did a lot of TV acting as well. He directed, he wrote, he produced. Uh, you know, he, he covered the gamut. You know, he, he did a lot of different things in the film industry, in the movie industry, in the picture industry. And 
Letterboxd gives him 156 film credits, which is a lot. I've seen barely more than 10%. Uh, some of the films of his I haven't seen. Uh, the more popular ones are Orphans of the Storm, D.W. Griffith film from 1921, Fallen Angel, The Talk of the Town, Christmas in July, The Invisible Man Returns, Stranger on the Third Floor, Topper, Three on a Match, Sands of Iwo Jima, 1949, I Love You Again from 1940, Alexander's Ragtime Band, and The Story of Vernon and Irene Castle and Irene Castle. A lot of films could go down the list even further, and there's still movies down here that I'm familiar with the posters of and recognize the titles of. So lots of stuff from Frank O'Connor to get to see. This is his debut. He is debuting on this list, uh, which is pretty crazy at number two. And... You know, I mean, the filmography speaks for itself, whether or not his role is is very big in them or not. I think he's earned his spot here. He's just outside the top 50 right now after his most recent film that I've seen, which was The Picture of Dorian Gray, which I actually quite enjoyed uh, from 1945, Oscar Wilde's The Picture of Dorian Gray, starring George Sanders, among others. And... You know, I would, let's see, what did he play in the picture of Dorian Gray? Selby Estate Butler. Isn't, that's just, uh, that's a role you're known for. That's a, that's, that's a role that makes your career. Frank O'Connor, number two, born in September. Number 51, overall. Which means, by default, our number one, born in September, is in the top 50, uh, two years ago, only two of the actors, uh, two of the actors in the September list were in the top 50. Uh, now just one. And this person was on the list two years ago. They are moving up two spots from third to first. Uh, then I, Back then I had seen them in 22 films. And now I have seen them in 26. Four films later, nice little increase here. For an actor born in the United Kingdom, September 12th, 1931, still alive, uh, hopefully for a, hopefully, you know, managing well, managing okay, I'm not sure that he's still acting, uh, 26 film credits that I've seen, an average film rating of 65.69, one Oscar nomination, no wins, a value of 14, a score of 75 even, to be ranked 26th overall, just outside the top 25, is Sir? Sir, it is Sir Ian Holm. Best known, I suppose, for his role in The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit franchise as the older version of Bilbo Baggins. Uh, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for his role in Chariots of Fire. You know, he's been in some other fantastic films, including Alien, The Fifth Element, Brazil, The Aviator, The Day After Tomorrow, Garden State, Existence, Time Bandits, uh, The Sweet Hereafter, Big Night, and, 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 and many others. He was in the 1999 version of Animal Farm. Uh, Ian Holm is, I mean, he's he's a pretty fantastic, fantastic performer. You know, I think my, I first became familiar with him from Lord of the Rings, as I'm sure a lot of people were. But Alien uh, definitely came out, you know, 20 years before the Lord of the Rings franchise. So... And a lot of the other iconic roles he's known for came out before The Lord of the Rings. So I'm, I'm sure there are a lot, of, lot more people are more familiar with him from those roles than they are from Lord of the Rings. In which his role is relatively small in that franchise. He also features in Ratatouille. He voices um, Skinner. don't know who Skinner is off the top of my head from Ratatouille, but he voiced him. He's second build behind Patton Oswalt. Uh, he's, 
you know, Best Picture winner, Chariots of Fire, The Sweet Hereafter. I've heard a lot of people talk about this film and how much, how painful but and heartbreaking but beautiful it is. Uh, it was nominated for two Oscars, including uh, Screenplay and Director, and it is a pretty heartbreaking but but incredible film. Uh, I would recommend it if you haven't seen it. It is, I think, actually. Uh, it comes in as my third favorite film that Home has been in behind Alien and Return of the King. Uh, of course, if you haven't seen Alien, that is a great place to start if you're looking at Ian Holm films. Then I would suggest watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, the Aviator, another great, really good film of his. Uh, he is seventh build as professor Fitz. uh you know after lord of the rings and i maybe even i would say after uh alien it almost seems he kind of became this supporting role uh you know with the exception of sweet hereafter he he's generally been more of a supporting role than anything else and i know ian holm could absolutely carry a film on his own shoulders and and really you know, do a do a one do really great things with it, but uh, you know he seems to kind of relish these smaller supporting roles and giving them the life and a devotion and attention that did it, that they deserve. You know, Bilbo Baggins in a three film franchise that is like nine hours long, Bilbo appears maybe 20, 30 minutes in it, if that. And he is incredibly recognizable. He is incredibly impactful. His facial expressions, his his performance are all great in the short period of time that he is in that franchise. And I think that is a testament to just how great he is and how much he embodies uh, what a you know a true character actor. Uh, as his later career seems to, you know, and shows that he is. I. You know, Day After Tomorrow is a movie that I kind of have a soft spot for, and I like him in that. The Fifth Element, um, Robin and Marion from 1976, he features in. Uh, some of the films of his I haven't seen, so some of the stuff I'm, I've missed from Ian Holm, whose you know filmography is you know four times bigger than what I've seen. Naked Lunch from 1991. Henry V from 89, Another Woman from 88, 1991's Kafka, 1994's The Madness of King George, uh, Greystoke, colon, The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes, Renaissance from 06, Jesus of Nazareth from 1977, Nicholas and Alexandra from 71, Bless the Child from 2000, Strangers with Candy from 06, Juggernaut from 74, Wisconsin Death Trip from 99, and All Quiet on the Western Front from 1979. Lots of stuff that I've missed uh, in uh, in Holmes' filmography, and I'm a bunch of things I'm, I'm very interested and excited to get into. Madness of King George, Kafka, Henry V, Naked Lunch, all movies I'm very familiar with, their poster, their names, their cast, their reputations, and very much looking forward to seeing so that all said uh ian holm uh is he still still working this says that uh let's see ratatouille came out in 2007 and outside of that he's really only appeared in lord of the rings middle earth movies since then in the last 10 12 years uh, including two of the Hobbit films, uh, the first and third Hobbit films. So, you know, it looks like he's kind of retired, at least from movies, which is fine. Uh, I think he's left more than a, enough of a career behind to spend a lot of time diving into and, and enjoying. And so I'm excited to get more into that as the years and days go by. So, number one, born in September, number 26 overall is Ian Holm. The top 10 again 
for 2019 September Born Actors are Patty Considine, Porter Hall, Bill Murray, Madeline Kahn, Irving Bacon, Tom Hardy, Bonnie Hunt, Ijiro Tono, Frank O'Connor, and Ian Holm. It's a great, I think it's a great list. Uh, We will see how many of them hang on to be there next time. And uh, if we'll get anybody who can stay there for three straight years, or if we get somebody new uh, jumping into the list. Some of the people who were just outside of the top 10 this time around, Bill Raymond, who I'm not familiar with, Kyle Chandler, Pat Healy, Zoe Kazan, Gwyneth Paltrow, Keanu Reeves, uh, Marianne Cotillard, Cotillard, Michael Keaton, Jeffrey Jones, Martin Freeman, Amy Madigan, Beth Grant, Sam Neill, all, you know, well within the realm of possibility of jumping into the top 10 in, in a year's time or two years' time, or however long it ends up being for, uh, before I do this episode again. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It does mean a lot. If you would like to find more episodes, iTunes, Stitcher, most places where podcasts can be found, or you can head over to circleoffilm.com, which has episodes and many other things, including month-born actors' top 10 lists and some statistics therein. If you would like to find uh, get in touch with me, write it to me, uh, if there's a September-born actor that you're familiar with that you think deserves a spot on this list, if there are movies from, and there's movies from them that you think I should watch to boost them up the list, or if there are really bad movies from the people on this list that you think I should watch to drop them from the list, happy to hear that, those recommendations. You can find me on Twitter at Circle of Film. You can email circleoffilm at gmail.com, or uh, you can find follow me on Letterboxd at Circle of Film. You can also support the show if you so choose. Like it, rate it, review it, subscribe it, tell your friends, or just listen is is really the best thing to do. Uh, But if you are so inclined, you can also go to patreon.com slash circle of film and become a patron for as little as eight cents an episode, which will give you early access to every episode recorded early enough to warrant early access uh, and maybe other things in the future. Thank you for listening. And as always, have a week. Without a trace Nothing's gone forever Only out of place So long, farewell Oh, what I'll be to say Wait a minute Wait a minute, Wait a minute. So long